What's going on, Ringside family? It's your one and only Professor LL here, and it's a Monday. Just got finished watching Raw, and you know, I had to come on here real quick and just give you a breakdown. You know, I'm gonna do my best to, you know, bring the analytics, bring my own flavor, and let's get right into it. So, like I said, I am here reviewing Raw, and it opened up with Miss TV. He comes out, and his guest is none other than American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. Me, I'm a big fan of Cody. Love the fact that he came back to the E. Great pop form when he comes out. Miz, on the other hand, wasn't feeling it. He felt that Cody was trying to take his thunder. Cody was trying to pretty much just take his position in the E. Wasn't having it. I mean, pretty much long story short, Miz was trying to get, get one over on Cody when it's all said and done. Because, you know, they traded their drives back and forth. I really felt like they didn't do anything, but, you know. They wanted to kick off the show with Cody. That that was the biggest point here. Is that Cody Rhodes came out to open the show to bring that pop to kind of start that energy out. In the end, Cody stood tall because he saw what Miz was trying to do. Eventually, later on in the night, they did have their match, which I will get into. But, you know, again, it opened up with the subpart Miz TV. Wasn't necessarily the best. It wasn't the greatest. It was just, eh. But then right after that, you know, we get right to it. First match of the night. This was a major head scratcher, y'all. Veer versus Dominic Mysterio. Um, yeah, squash match. Most definitely, that's that's the best way I can put this. And then on top of that, Veer just literally just mollywhopped Dominic to the point to where I say within two minutes the match was over. Veer wanted to let go of his submission hold. Which means we're getting Dominic Casella injury. That stretched Dominic out. Veer says that, you know, post-match interview that, you know, he's just here to put fear in every single man. Again, shout out to Pierre, man. Bro, big men should not be speaking. Like, this was just ridiculous. I did not believe Veer one bit. I would love to hear how y'all feel about this. Definitely put that in the comment sections. But, I mean, we waited seven months for this. Come on, E. Y'all got to do better than that. But, you know, we go for something like Laster to, man, this match was amazing. AJ Styles versus Damian Priest. Two hard-hitting athletes. You got a, a fresh heel turn in Damian Priest versus, you know, looks like an up-and-coming face. And AJ, the jury's still out on that. Personally, I think that's what may be coming. Or it could just be he's a face here because, you know, he's he's going up against Edge. But this was a solid match, man. I mean, they're... You know, AJ had him going. Priest came back with his. But here's the crazy part, y'all. We didn't even get a finish. Right when I thought Priest was going to hit, you know, hit that finisher, he literally just stops in the middle of the ring, raises his hands up, looks up to the sky. It goes dark. We get that purple light again. So I was like, hmm, I wonder, are we, we about to see Edge? But no. We saw absolutely nothing. It just it just goes dark and then the match is over. Just I'd rather have been a finish, whether AJ won, Priest won, let there have been a finish. But this whole I don't know, is Priest supposed to be going through a disappearing act or is he supposed to be getting some type of superpower? I, I don't know. It it really left me bamboozled and just questioning the whole point. Like you literally had a great match. And then we get this. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I did not like that part. I love the match. I hated the ending. 
And I, I did not. I, they got to make this make sense. I I didn't get it. If some, if one of y'all out here listening gets it, let me know because I'm I'm confused. But after the match, which didn't really end, we get a we get a backstage promo from AJ, basically saying that he don't care who he got to go through. He wants Priest. He wants Edge, and there ain't nobody that's gonna stop him. And I agree. But at the same time, as much as I know, no, you know, he's gonna get there. He's definitely going to get stopped because, again, it's a numbers game. Unless AJ finds an ally sooner rather than later, it's not looking good for AJ because I don't see how he's going to overcome the odds of Edge and Priest right now. They're, they're just too hot and they're too strong. He's going to need somebody to equal out that muscle. I would love to know who y'all think. I, I'm not really thinking anybody right now. But we shall see. I'm intrigued. Except, for, again, but that ending, mm-mm. That's a big no in my book. But then we go from this to another match. We get Cody versus Miz. It served its purpose. Long story short, Cody got over. But here's here's the crazy thing, yo. But you know, Miz comes out, Cody comes out, and then right before the bell starts, Seth freaking Rollins hits the ring, joins commentary. And for once, he really did not interfere in this match at all. But again, it makes me wonder what who who was he there for? Because if people were paying attention, Miz looked confused, Cody looked confused. They're like, um, what you doing here, man? Like, who are you here to see? I'm I'm curious. To me, I think this feud is just beginning with him and Cody, or maybe he could be going after Miz. I don't see it. I really do think it's Cody and, and Seth that we're gonna get out of this, but only time will tell. But like I said, he comes out, he's just chilling on commentary. Not too much of it. Match itself was dope. You know, Cody stood tall, did his thing, got the win, continues on his hot streak. I love it. Cody's dope. But, but moving on, though, you know, we get this match, but then we get one, I'll probably say, if not one, or maybe one of the three most head-scratching moments of the night. We get the introduction of Tommaso Ciampa, who was then greeted by Ezekiel, which is pretty much Elias. But then... KO comes in and is just like, bro, you a liar. You're not Ezekiel. And he tells Champa, like, how do you not see this? Champa was like, actually, I believe him. I, to me, like, I agree with KO on this one. That's definitely Elias. Again, they're really trying to push over this Ezekiel character of being Elias's younger brother. It's not working. I, I say you got to move on from this. But it's the E. They're they going to push over stuff that, you know, that makes no sense. But, you know, we go from that to, I got to say, I, I was freaking happy that Naomi won to even it up between Liv because we, we, we get a match because, you know, on SmackDown, we all saw Liv pick up that win over Sasha, which, y'all know, I was fuming about. I was like, yo, Sasha should not be losing this match. But Naomi, thankfully, redeems, redeems their tag team, gets the W. You know, basically makes the score 1-1 going into their title match next week. Because pretty much we're going to get Liv and Rhea versus Naomi and Sasha for the women's tag belts. So I like it. You know, we get, you know, an even score 1-1 going into this rubber match. And personally, I, I still think Naomi and Sasha are going to get that win, retain the belts. And then we finally see the split of Liv and Rhea. Because I think Rhea is going to be the next one to join Edge's faction, which right now has no name. But I think I think once Rhea joins, we might get that name. But you know, time, time's out on that one. But you know, like I said, smooth match. Just real quick. From there, 
we get to MVP's VIP lounge. It was supposed to be MVP and Omos, but before that even happens, Lasty comes out to his new face pop. I'm still getting used to it because you know he's almighty. I thought I thought it'd been better as a heel, but they're really pushing over this first turn. I think it's going to take a minute to grow, but he comes out to his pop, starts explaining himself of why he's there, demanding that. MVP gave him an answer why he did what he did. Now it took a minute, but MVP came out with Omos. MVP, long story short, says, hey, look, man, the reason why I did what you did is because you forgot about me. The reason why I did what, what I did is because you didn't want to take me with you. You left me out of Mania. When, when did you think you were bigger than me? And MVP tried to plead his case and say, look, man, you'd be nothing without me. And in my honest opinion, I, I got to say, yeah, it was it's pretty accurate because, you know, before MVP came along, we had him with Bobby was with Lana. He was with Leo Rush. It wasn't going nowhere. I was like, this is a disappointing move for one of the premier athletes of the E. The MVP came along, gave him that shot in the arm. We got the almighty. We got the champ. We got the force that is Bobby Lashley. Now, the intriguing part is, is, even though he was speaking truth, Bobby was like, I was the one that did the work, which is true. So here's the thing. Both sides are right. However, the storyline here is, is what is Bobby going to do to prove this point? Because he's saying that, you know, he is going to face Omos again. When? I'm not sure. I'm thinking it could be WrestleMania Backlash. And he said once he's done with Omos, he's going to come after MVP. I... I'm not, the jury's out on that one because I don't know if he's really going to get through Omos. He, he got his mania moment, but this is where I think Omos is going to get that win and he's going to push through and build, continue to build with MVP by his side. Because already it's already been a week and y'all, Omos came out in a suit. He's still wearing he's still wearing the rock turtleneck, but he came out in a suit. So I, I got to respect to that. MVP's already, you know, working, building Omos over, changing him up, giving him a little bit better swag. I'm dope. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. But what I'm not here for is this 24-7 title. Can we get rid of this title already? Because we go from this match and then we go, we cut backstage. We see Tozawa, Reggie, R-Truth in the bachelor party. Because as y'all know, Tozawa and Reggie, they, they're getting married to Tamina and Dana respectively. But R2's over here saying, why y'all partying when y'all got, when Dana's by herself with Tamina and it's a 24-7 title around her waist? Basically, Truth tells him, hey, y'all got to go see what's going on over there and make sure Dana's cool. Head scratching moment. I, 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 I didn't get this. I was like, why? Another filler moment that they really shouldn't. But then we go from that to Austin Theory talking to, to Sonya and Adam, telling her, hey, Vince, Vince is, you know, that's I'm his protege, so y'all might as well start calling me Theory. And you guys know I need to be in that title picture. So Adam tells him that, hey, next week he's going to get Finn, U.S. title. You're hearing it first. Theory going to get that belt. Then, then K.O. walks in right after that. K.O.'s all like, yo, what y'all going to do about this Ezekiel character? Y'all know he's lying. Y'all know he's a liar. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to do y'all one better. I'm going to next week. I'm going to put him through a lie detector test. Like, E, like, I understand it's entertainment purposes, but really? A lie detector test? Yeah, I, 
I'm not here for this one either. It's like he, he got the 24-7 title. And now this, like, come on. This is one of those moments where I'm just like, do better, E. Do better. So after a breath of that, then we get to Bianca. She faces Queen Lazina, Queen Zelina. Sorry, okay, I don't know why. This, I'm just gonna call Zelina because the whole Queen thing ain't working. Bianca, in very quick fashion, gets the dominant victory. But then, right after that, we get Sonya coming out, and she's just like, "Hey, I got this great. You know, I know you've been questioning who your first title defense is gonna be against." She basically tells her that, "Hey, why don't you put, you know, put yourself out there, do an open challenge for your title." Just sign on the dotted line. Bianca talked that talk. Say, hey, you know what? I said what I said. I'm going to defend against any woman, anywhere, anytime. So Bianca signs it. And then Sonya makes this big old deal. Goes through the introduction of who it's going to be. And it turns out being her, y'all. Sonya freaking DeVille is Bianca's first title defense. Straight disrespectful. Power hungry. Yes. She still got, she, and she's all like, don't touch me when I got that jacket on. This ain't working. Like, when when did you feel like you can jump the line against Rhea, Liv, Naomi, Sasha, any other female? But you, come on now. Waste of power, waste of moment. Uh, I agree with Adam. He's just like, who the hell do you think you are? And it's true. She, I think I think the power, power got to her finally. I mean, it, it's finally bridged over till I got to where she put herself in that position and said, hey, ain't nobody going to get that title defense but me. She's over here thinking that she's going to beat Bianca. It's not happening. Bianca going to KOD her big time. And I think this might be the last to see the authority figure of Sonya. And if that, and if so, I'm here for it. But then right after that, we go back to the shenanigans of the 24-7 title. Because remember, like I said, earlier in the night, R-True tells Tozawa and Reggie to head over to the bachelorette party. So they pan back to that. We see Dana and Tamina pretty much calling the truce on a 24-7 title. Next thing you know, we see Los Lotharios come out. They do their kiss cam. Boring. Nikki Ash, boring. But Nikki's over here trying to steal the title from Dana because, you know, she played dress up with the ref. Ref takes off it. You know, Tamina takes off the ref shirt. They find the ref. She tells Dana, hey, watch out. Nikki tries to pin her. Tamina saves her. Brawl breaks out. Then, as that brawl is breaking out, we see Reggie, Tozawa, and R-Truth enter the picture. They all try to come in and bring some, some tension to it. Then, R-Truth over here tries to be the voice of the reason and says, Hey, look, y'all. Y'all shouldn't be doing this. And even better, I'm in a wedding efficient, so I can marry y'all. He's all like, y'all should keep the peace and enjoy it in this party. And this party it out. And next week, I'll marry y'all both. <sighs> Mm-mm. Either it's either one or two things, either legitimately get married or our truth somehow gets his baby back because that's the only thing that's gonna save this because a double marriage, double wedding with our truth as the efficient for both of them. Nah, there's gotta be like I said, shenanigans. There's gotta be a whole lot more to this. But thankfully, that's all we got of that. And then we get to what, what I thought was the main event, super early in the night. We get Archive Bro versus Alpha Academy. Stay within five, ten minutes. 
It was a dope match, decent back and forth. You know, both sides got the offense in, but in the end, Arca Burrow gets the win. And then as they're celebrating, cameras go to the parking lot, and then we see the Usos pull up. Cuts the commercial, come back. Usos come out, say, you already know why we're here. We're here to, to make that challenge for that unification. And just when I thought it was going to happen, Street Profits come out. And they're like, nah, nah, I'm not watch. You got you got to wait. They're pretty much saying that, hey, we up first. Which is true, because they are. What it leads to is that all three teams are in the ring. RK Bro steps back. Uso, Street Profits, jaw at it. Randy being the, the mental manipulator that he is, was like, yo, y'all fighting? Y'all 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 fight over this bar and just talking with each other? Why don't y'all just fight? And so what we get to end out the night, we get Uso versus the Street Profits. Fire match, y'all. This is how you end the night. You get a lot of close calls. I thought for a quick second, Street, Pro- Street Profits were going to do it. Montez is Montezing. Dawkins did his thing. Usos do what Usos do. And in the end, Usos get that win with that one and done, which literally, it's one and done. Once they hit it on you, you do not kick out. Street Profits take the L. What it leads to is, we what we're going to get is that tag team title unification match. It's just a matter of when. But we're going to get RK Bro versus the Usos. Both titles on the line. Winner take all. Now, the way this story is going, it's looking like it could be the Usos winning. But I think RK Bro might actually, you know, flip the script and become the unified tag champs. I could be wrong. But pretty much the show ends with both of them standing holding their titles, standing tall. But then Street Profits try to, you know, pull one over on RK, bro. It doesn't happen. Orton, RKO's Montez. He turns around. He gets a double soup kick from the Usos. And the Usos stand tall with all the tag titles in the ring to close out the show. So as you can see, that's how Raw went. You know, it was almost, I say, a good mix of entertainment. A little bit of matches, but I'll say more on the entertainment part. And, you know, for three hours, I'm going to have to give it give it about, eh, my rating personally, about two and a half. Because, again, the 24-7 part made no sense. Um, the interactions, the backstage interactions between KO, Champa, Ezekiel, the Veer's whole promo. It's a snore fest for me. Like, take that out. It probably would have been a much better show. And it probably would have flowed a whole lot better. But, you know, Raw is what it is. It's not expected to be great. It's going to take a lot. Um, Cody does help. But, again, it's a placement. I think it's going to end up being a placement of when you decide to do what you do. But, you know, they're trying to build north towards WrestleMania backlash. And, I don't know. So far, all I'm seeing is we're going to get RK Bro versus the Usos. You already know we're getting Bianca versus Sonya. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Cody and Seth, maybe? Or might, it might be a triple threat between Cody, Seth, and Miz. I don't know. That The jury's still out on that. But like I said, I'm going to give it two and a half specs. And that's my review, y'all. You know, short, sweet, to the point, because it's raw. There's really, really not too much to expand on. Just, you know. Self-explanatory, unfortunately. But 
before I get out of here, you already know this is what we do. When it comes to us on Facebook, follow us, Ringside Mayhem Pod. On Twitter, RSM Mayhem Pod. And most importantly, but definitely not least, on IG, Ringside Mayhem Pod. But, you know, if you like me, I'm a, I'm a YouTube person. So, you know, comment, like, share, subscribe, either at SSAWTV or Ringside Mayhem Pod TV. Hit that notification bell and stay updated on all the news, all the mayhem. Get them clips, get them videos, and you already know. It's mayhem heavy this week, y'all. And it goes down. I'm out.